Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're talking with Jorge de Moya from the De Moya Foundation. I met Jorge at the beginning of our podcast adventures and he was one of the first resources we connected with. It is an amazing resource bringing jobs to our community and we can't wait to see what kind of impact they have. So please remember, if you love this episode, leave a review and share with a friend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in this corner, Eddie Gagner! And in the opposite corner, Kristen Gagner! This is What's Special About Special. Uh, I wanted to say that. Well, hello there. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> oh Eddie, I don't want to be here all night. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Kristen. Your voice. <laughs> Welcome, Jorge De Moya from the De Moya Foundation. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So we'll get right into it. Jorge, tell us a little bit about your personal story and how you're connected to the disabilities community. Oh, definitely. So um, for starters, my name is Jorge de Moya and I'm 36. Wait, yes. Yeah. 36 years old. I got to remember that. And uh, I have three kids that are six, five and two uh, happily married. And I have a huge family, Cuban family through and through. I have a younger brother. Uh, younger brother, six years younger than me. He's 30 and he has a developmental disability that is kind of like a mix. Not even psychiatrists could even really figure it out. It's a mix of many different things. Um, but basically it's a developmental disability, um, slightly aut autism, slightly behavioral, slightly mental disability. Uh, and, I've been dealing with my whole life. I never really knew as a kid growing up, I just wanted a little brother. I just want a little brother. I was six, seven years old. I was like, man, when, when am I going to get a little brother? <laughs> I get a little brother. And I remember a particular story that my mom tells me all the time, which is around <laughs> when he was like three or four. And we know, and my mom noticed there was a little bit of a difference with, with him. She, I go mom, I, I asked for a little brother, but you know, I didn't know I was going to get a brother like that. <laughs> I think we all said that when we got a little brother, though. <laughs> you know, and, you know, when that auto out of nowhere would hit me over the head with a baseball bat because he, you know, felt like it. <laughs> I feel like it was the other way. I was hitting my little brother over the head with a baseball bat because I was yeah. over having a little brother. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but, um, that's how I'm connected to the disability disabilities community. Uh, my younger brother has uh, special needs and, you know, my family has been super supportive. My mom has been somebody that you, we got to get on the show. Eventually I will eventually talk her into doing a podcast <laughs> because she has been a self advocate parent that I've watched and learned from now that I'm a parent from the get go. There was no program that she would not push through in the public school system uh, all the way to college where she even created a college system and a college program for young adults with developmental disabilities that didn't exist. 
and it was over wow. at Florida International University. Now they have 50 to 60 young adults every year going through the program. Wow. She's going above and beyond. Yeah. She would always go above and beyond. Uh, And that's kind of how it started was through my brother's own life journey. He went to college, was able to get a certificate and, and, um, you know, for college credit kind of thing, Uh, not a college degree, but an inclusion certificate. And then after that, we go, well, now what? (laughs) He's graduated college. Right. What the heck do we do now? Yeah. You know, and uh, we were lucky enough to be able to have a job for him. You know, he was able to go work with my dad who has a construction company. And so we knew that he was going to be okay. But then what about the 80% 80% of, you know, young adults out there that are unemployed right? going right. forward. And it was a bunch of his friends that he went through the college program with. Right. And they all came out of the college program, just going back home to play video games, not doing anything. Right. Uh, so that's kind of where the Des Moines foundation program, you know, was born. Well, that's the like, thing okay. that's tough. Like they come from you for, especially for someone like your brother who you're, your mom's pushing and he's getting all of these opportunities put right in front of him. So there's all of this going forward and you're looking in front of you. And then for that to just end for some of these youths where it's all of a sudden now, what now I'm just going to go home, sit in my parents' house and have nothing to do. Yeah, That's the opposite of what we're really trying in all of society right now. So why do that here? Like that's insane. just doesn't make any sense when there's lots of opportunity out there. Let's, Find yeah, a way no, to make absolutely. it happen. And and our family is lucky. I mean, we I come from a Cuban family. We came here. Uh, my parents came here, you know, grandparents uh, after Castro took power. We migrated from Cuba to Miami. Uh, my grandmother got a degree as a pharmacist at, you know, Florida A&M as one of the Cuban ladies that was in an all black college. So my family from the get go has always worked really hard and gotten education and, you know, figured out how to do well here Mm -hmm. in the United States as, as immigrants. And then after that, you know, we were able to build something that, you know, our kids could rely on. Uh, And my brother was able to rely on it. He does very well um, over as a construction uh, management you know, he helps run one of the compounds. He na- takes notes of all the delivery trucks coming in and out. Um, but he still struggles, you right. know, and he has his struggles with his temper, with his writing and his reading. And luckily we've been able to adapt to certain programs mm-hmm. that were available, but not all the parents are aware of these programs. Right. right. I mean, for the most part, they don't even know that vocational rehab exists or that there's o- OJT, that there's on the job training where you could get paid to do that. Right. Even if it's just a work experience, they're like, well, now, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what to do and hope they get the enough benefits. But right. That that's that can only take you so far, and it's that so will, limiting, it, right? And mm-hmm. that doesn't leave for a full, you know, as much independence as independence as possible. And yeah. you need, you know, they'll need that constant support. And these are huge things when you talk about, you know, like you know, f- stretching from financial burden to um, just independent. Yeah, de- you know, being deprived of that. It's that's yeah. 
Those are huge. I don't know, things. A thousand percent, man. And, and some of these families, they come from a different background where they even rely on the benefits of their kids to pay rent. Right. You know, and that's supposed to be for them, for their future and to right. make sure that they're taken care of. Uh, and that's not healthy at, at all either. When, you know, you have a, one particular young adult in our program, um, his brother can keeps asking him for money. And I swear if, you know, I, as a brother myself, yeah. I'm like, dude, stop it. Yeah. yeah. And you want to protect yeah. them because I feel like for some of these individuals, they don't they, they feel like they don't know enough to say no. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, how exactly. to manage the money, or how to handle the situations, or any of that. And I can imagine, like you know, when you're just getting benefits from the state. I mean, I know at one point we were there, even in the beginning days. It's so limiting. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine as an independent adult, you're 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 stuck between a rock and a hard place if that's what you're living off of. You can't really go any further. You 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 can't buy a house on that. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't better your future. And so that is where that stigma of if you have a special needs or a disability, then you're worth less, like worth less than someone else because you're literally have less than. And so you're looked at that way when instead, if they're given these opportunities and in Every And they have all of these extra things to learn on the job training and all these things. And they're getting all these extra assets. Then now they don't need that. And there's no one that's going to be dependent on them. They're now, they can say, I've got this. I'm not dependent on anyone else. I can do this on my own. Yeah. Society will look at it. That that kind of got cut off after college because then all this, all that support system just goes away. And that's really where the Des Moines Foundation kind of came about was, providing a full service support for young adults trying to get out there in the workplace and, you know, better themselves and be a part of the community and gain confidence to the point where we've had a marriage proposal this year of one of our young adults had enough confidence to propose to his girlfriend to five or six of our young adults going out and getting their driver's license and are now delivery drivers for a particular company. That's Uh, something that they never thought in a million years that they would, you know, reach that kind of confidence. I mean, and to just imagine, like, I think, you know, like you said, like a marriage proposal that comes with so much too for a future. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you think even for any adult, when you think, Oh, I can get married. Oh, now I can have kids. I can start this future with somebody. I can start a, I can start a family with somebody. You think, about your future that way for anybody, any young adult, you think that way Mm -hmm. about your future. So when you already have, you know, maybe the odds stacked against you from society, I can't imagine what possibilities that opens for you when your confidence kind of grows that way. It's pretty exciting. That's pretty awesome. Definitely. No, it's a lot of fun. How long has the Des Moines Foundation been in place? So the the Des Moines Foundation started in 2015. Uh, that's when we first started it. And it really just became like, all right, let's gather a bunch of our friends at our house and see if we can even put this thing together. Is this even possible? Um, you know, we knew that my brother, Alex, he was going to be fine. Right. He was going to be good, but he had a huge group of friends that were all looking for jobs. And the ultimate thing is they didn't want to just be a bag boy at a grocery store. Right. You know, although that's a great program, you know, and, and some can do it, but they want more, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they want more. 
And we wanted to give that kind of an opportunity, whether where they can push themselves, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our mission has always been to create employment opportunities for the young adults. And the way we do that is a different kind of model than a bus buddies or other job training programs, because we come in and we are a HR service to the company itself. That's going to hire. Okay. So we pr- approach it as a partnership with a particular company. We come in, we ask them what their needs are and we say, okay, Let's job carve a position that would suit your needs. And then we go into our bullpen of young adults and we do a job assessment and a skills assessment for that list of uh, different young adults. And we say, okay, this particular job needs somebody that is bilingual, strong in math and loves dogs. You know, and we go through our list and we find somebody's skills that match that position. Nice. Um, so right now we have, and in just about five years, uh, we have 50 employer partners. So 50 companies and we have over 35 young adults employed. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's awesome too, that you have so many partners that are willing, that means you, there's so many opportunities. I mean, so it's almost like you need more individuals to be like, come on in, let's go. We've got all these partners. Ironically, the the difference is, is that right now with with the year that we've had, we're actually trying to get more employer partners because we had 20 young adults that got let go because of COVID mm. and then or furloughed or whatever. Right. And then we also have 30 to 40 that are still in the bullpen waiting. So we have 30 plus with jobs and we have 35 plus um, um, last I checked, there might be up to 50 now waiting. Got it. Um, and that are ready to go. But we do vet all of our young adults. We, we talk to their families. We make sure they're on board with the mission, mm-hmm. you know, that they know that they can't just show up at their kid's job and say, but he needs his lunch. Right. You know, as much as we want to be that mom and dad and make sure that our kids are okay, yeah. we got to let them go a little bit and, you know, yeah, well, you need that proper support system in the right way. You're probably exactly. training them at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you, you're training the parents as well, you know, and uh, you have to get them on board. So, you know, we do a full vetting system of all the families. Um, and this year has been interesting, to say the least. With everything going on, we decided to step away, take a little bit of a step back. Mm-hmm. And what we ended up doing is launching an entire virtual school. I was just going to ask, yeah, how are you looking at yeah, virtual options? Yeah. So we have what's called the DMF Stay Connected and the DMF Academy, which is a cohort class with on-the-job training, such as email etiquette, driving school, um, yoga classes for you know mm-hmm. health and fitness, and they are required to take these classes if you want to be a part of the program because awesome. it's all about bettering themselves and their job skills to make them even better right. at whatever job they get More and whatever employable. job they do. Now with this, you know, with with COVID, I mean, it seems like it's going to stick for a while. Um, and it looks like, from what I can tell, especially around here. 
a lot of employers are looking at work at home options and, and virtual mm-hmm. working options. Are you guys looking at transitioning to kind of training in that way, like teaching, you know, on the job type training that would be more of a virtual Oh, absolutely. So one of the benefits to the Des Moines Foundation versus other services is that we have five job coaches that are full time and they are available to our young adults. Um, So they help them with virtual training, with job training, with everything. And if they're employed at a particular position, if that company says, listen, we need to go virtual. Mm hmm our job coach will help them through the transition program to going virtual. That's perfect. Um, We were able to, we were lucky enough to get a grant not too long ago for technology and we were able to supply some uh, tablets to the young adults so they can actually get on zoom, you know, and they can get on Google classroom. They can do their classes with us and they can do zoom meetings with, the companies that they're with or whatever they need to do. I think that's perfect Um, too. When it comes to your partners, because there's no intimidation there of, Oh, well, well we take someone on and then we'll have to furlough them or let them go because we won't be able to keep them because Mm -hmm. they're not going to match our needs once, you know, or with all of the stuff that's been happening. It's like, there's no, there's no concern there. You know, no, we, we want to erase that concern for the employer partners. We, we kind of, what my mom says is we sneak in the back door Yeah. when it comes to that, because all of a sudden the company that is going to do the hiring goes, wait a minute, your job coach stays with us for a year. Yeah. Like they come every day and, you know, uh, or at least once a week for a year. Like most programs, they place somebody in for three months mm-hmm. and then buy gone. They're just oh, they're no longer available. Listen for, I mean, I've worked in management of retail. I've worked on, and I can tell you, like I worked in grocery retail for a long time and three months is not barely it. I mean, they pop in for 30 seconds once or twice in those three months with a checklist on a board. And they're like, yep, yep. Looks great. Okay. Bye. And there's no opportunity for a conversation. There's not really any training and it's not fair to the employee as well. You know, they're not getting any feedback or communication and it ends up, you know, and at some point I can tell you how many times at some point there was either we, the employer just goes, well, whatever they're doing, what they're doing. And that's not fair to the employee either. No, not at all. Especially if, if you want them to have some sort of growth and, and, you know, experience. And we, we just recently did a uh, presentation for another employer partner and, you know, he was really excited. He was on board, uh, which was great. We were super excited. And he was like, well, how many are you going to bring in? And I was like, oh, just one. (laughs) one at a time we're gonna ease this person in and then if you're ready then we'll talk about more yeah you know and most of the people that he was hiring are college students that were coming in and they would do the job for a year and then they would you know they would leave they would further their education or they'd get a job in something else uh and we told him that the job that you're providing here is a career for this young adult like they see this as a trade craft right. to be able to work in your store and learn every little ins and outs of your store. They're not going to want to leave after this. Well, <laughs> they're going to want to learn everything right. about they're it. Gonna say. And they're going to take pride with that. Yeah. You know, it's like, and yeah, it's a quote unquote college career kid 
job, but for our community, it's a career. Right. Yeah. You know, and to be that. Do you know how many times like as an employer, I mean, like I'll sit in interviews with interviewees and sometimes it's so hard not to go, oh, this person's going to leave in a year or two. Yeah. And you're the, the cost as an employer of retraining or the, it's a lot of extra to go through all of that, to think this person is going to be valuable for only a year or two. A year or two is not that long. It seems no, like a no. long time, but when you're, when it's a business, it's, it's a blink of an eye. And so if you could have someone who's, who's really going to value their, their position and put a hundred percent into it and it's a career for them, you've saved you. If you're just looking at it fiscally, you're saving right there. Let that's, if that's all they care about is the fiscal portion of it, then right there, it's worth it for sure. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's definitely for your heart alone, it should be worth it. And what you're doing for the world, it's definitely making a difference. No, thank you. I mean, my, I know my mom would love to hear that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> for sure. Uh, been working in it. I mean, she has a master's degree in special education. She went back to school after being a nurse for who knows how many years um, because of my brother, because of the difficulties and the hurdles and every state has different laws and different yeah. things going on. And we're down in Florida and Florida is not easy when it comes to this. Um, and mind you, the Special Olympics is a huge draw yeah. here in Florida. And they're already talking about cutting it. And, you know, we have, I think, a bunch of our athletes, you know, that are part of the program are also in Special Olympics. Right. Um, and hopefully we can get that back. Yeah. So now speaking of that, like, how do you get your funding? Where are you getting that from? Okay. Well, um, our funding comes mainly from two big events that we do, that we hold. Uh, we have our annual gala fundraiser, which is the Gathering of the Hearts fundraiser, um, where that's one of our main draws. Um, and then another one is called the Miami Corporate Games, which is an outdoor team building activity. And it's kind of like a contest between different companies. They each get paired up with a young adult and they do team building exercises. And whoever gets the most points at the end of it wins a big old trophy. Oh, great idea. Um, so it, it's, it's really funny. It's uh, a lot of fun. Um, the relationships we've made with many of these companies are forever lasting. They yeah. love nice. working with us. They love donating to the cause. They love having the young adult join their team. They all say it's like a morale builder, uh, you know, that every law firm just loves because um, they have to be so serious all the time. And then our guy comes in and he's cracking jokes <laughs> while he's filing. He's still, he's getting his job done, but you know, he's yeah. bringing levity and positivity to the office. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're lucky in that sense. So those are our two main fundraisers that we do. Um, and then we rely on grants yeah. and yeah. VR and government funded programs. And we, we squeeze every little bit that we can yeah. out of anything. We, we don't really have a big donor or a big sponsor yeah. or a we're, we're not even on the list in terms of government funding that they give out to like best buddies and stuff. Mm -hmm. We're not even on that radar, but somehow we've been able we have a staff um, that, you know, is phenomenal. We have a five job coaches, a director of employment, uh, my mother and myself that are not on salary. <laughs> we do this because <laughs> we want to. Yeah. Um, 
and the board that is also not paid. Like our, all of our board members are complete. They do this because they want to. Yeah. Right. Legal counsel. Well, he luckily happens to be my cousin. So <laughs> you know, if I ever get in trouble, I can call him. It's the best part of having a big family. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yes. That yeah. That's where we're really lucky. I mean, hell my wedding, when I got married nine, nine years ago, hopefully my wife doesn't kill me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I was like, 365 something people and I think 250 was my side of the family. Oh my goodness. Wow. We had we had a party of 3. Me, Eddie and our daughter Annabella when she was an infant. That was our yeah, whole wedding like, party. <laughs> but then but then oh, 5 years my later goodness. we did a renewal of vows and she didn't have any idea. I surprised her with it. It was great. Oh nice. It was amazing. I'm a great husband. He is a great husband. I'm still here. Um, so it's claimed it's his, his one big surprise. It's, yeah, there's way <laughs> he tells more. it forever. Oh my gosh, there's way more. So, um, where are you guys exactly located? Uh, so we are uh, actually located in Miami, Florida. Nice. And so, like, right, so, how large? Like, yeah, like what's your reach what's your, like, yeah, for the Des Moines Foundation? How far do you? Okay, currently our reach um, it goes all the way up to Pembroke Pines. We have one employee partner that is heading up to Pembroke Pines, um, Florida. So that is our reach. Luckily, one of our job coaches also lives up there. She's <laughs> a little bit further north, so that helps. So we're oh. like, well, I guess. You two, we're going to pair you two up real quick because he's up in Pembroke Pines. Um, so, yeah, our reach is all of Miami, Broward, all the way up to about Pembroke Pines. Um, and I mean, Miami is huge. Yeah, so yeah. There is plenty of areas that we have not covered. Right. And there are plenty of um, young adults from the developmental disabilities community that have no clue we even exist. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. So now how can other communities, I mean, this is such an amazing concept. Oh, that was the thing. Is it now, do you find them full-time employment, part-time employment, both? Okay. So that is a great question because we actually start at part-time at 20 hours a week, uh, really to just get them acclimated, get them started. But our goal has always been full-time yeah. beneficial employment. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. So that we're talking about health benefits, dental, right. you know, whatever the company has, Yeah, they are there. It's not a program like on the job training or work experience. Right. We can start that way. in in terms of coming in that back door, yep. but the end goal is always a 40 hour a week a career time with benefits. And you're upfront with the companies when you like, you're saying this is our end goal. Absolutely. Yeah. I like yeah, that. So absolutely. they know what, they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. We tell them exactly what they're getting into and what really keeps them at ease is that they know that they have our support. There's no, Oh, well, okay. So you're going to put this young adult here and then, you know, what if we need to help them with a new task? You know, let's say he's yeah. doing really well. He or she is doing really well and we want to help them and we need them to be a cashier now, Yeah, you know, not just uh, inventory. Well, what happens next? Our job coach comes in, assesses the situation, uh, deals with any kind of accommodations that are necessary, whips out a huge binder that has all the instructions they need and adds to it. Um, if they need it by pictures or by, you know, bullet points, whatever. Um, 
So that's really what it comes into. And if there's an issue, we have every service that you can think of. One of our job coaches has a master's in mental health and wellness. Wow. And so if they're struggling with stress, anxiety, girl, boy issues, you know, and they come to work a little depressed. I mean, I've done it before too. Yeah. Sometimes you need somebody to talk to. Well, guess what? We have that. Oh, this is awesome. I mean, it's awesome. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it both ways. I've seen it with the on the job training, you know, groups where it just, it just doesn't seem to work just quite right. Seen it where I've worked for companies that have hired people in the special needs or disabilities community and they, it fails them because there is no support from the employer because the employer doesn't have support or know the right playbook. They just don't know how to accommodate the individual. And so, and even myself, you know, being in this community, working in this community here and there, I, you know, even as a manager, I can't, I can't play the system. Like, you know, I'm not the owner of a company. I'm not the owner of a business. I can't, I can only do so much as a manager to support. I don't, if I don't have those key elements, I can't support an individual as a manager. I think it's awesome that, you know, to know that there's that support system for a company, it's right there. It's all right there for you. There's no guesswork. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to create it for your, especially if you're a smaller company. Mm-hmm. there's no worry. It's all right there for you. There's no investment. Yeah. And, and we definitely, um, take, I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like Austin, Texas or Asheville, they love local. And mm-hmm. even though Miami has a lot of chains, restaurants are the focus for us is we always go local companies. Yeah. Because we feel like they can connect with us a little bit more, Um, you know, mom and pop type shops. And they not only do they connect with us a little bit more, but then they're creating that family environment and that family dynamic at their workplace that we feel that just makes a better connection than having to deal with corporate. Right. Um, But, you know, we, we also still go for corporate because they run stuff around here. Yeah. When the opportunity is there. And they usually and carry the benefits there. We were able yeah. to employ a young adult at a, at a hospital, at the main hospital here, Baptist Hospital. That's awesome. And he loves it. And he loves it. So, Well, like you said, Eddie, the benefits are going to be there. The availability for a future career is going to be lot more, lot, much more long-term for at some of these larger places, for sure. Right. How would what other hops- communities... What hospital did you Baptist? say? Baptist? Uh, Baptist Hospital. It's... um. Down in Miami, Florida. Like you wouldn't know. We've never been to Florida, That's Miami. Right. Oh, it was Orlando. <laughs> no, it was Orlando Baptist Hospital. That's what like, and he's like, like you've been never been to, to Miami. No, like I was no, like, what's the major city I went to? <laughs> I'm technically not allowed in Florida. Disney. So. Get out. Disney. Yeah, you've been to Orlando. Um, oh, that's that was in. <sighs> side Side note. Know. Okay, this is not a topic for now. You're out of control. <laughs> I just gotta edit when I called her the wrong name. Listen, this editing is taking forever. I have to go grocery shopping. Yeah. That's why you should go to Instacart right now. <laughs> they connect you with a personal shopper in your local area to deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. 
Hey, listeners, by following the link in our show notes, you help support our show. By doing this, Instacart is offering our listeners free delivery on your first order over $35. Oh, my goodness. Oh, anyways, moving on. How can other communities do this same thing? I mean, it's a, it's a great concept. How can they implement it in their community? Well, it's, it's difficult to implement in other communities because I mean, we've built this whole system. It's a, it's a completely new model. Um, and so other communities, what I suggest the most is to start, you know, use this model as an example to start self-advocating for yourself and lean on it you know, for information. If you go to our website, you know, uh, the demoyafoundation.com, you, there's so many resources there that you can start questioning in your own community and be like, okay, why is this resource, resource not there? Right. You know, cause we make sure to lay it out as much as possible mm-hmm. for everybody to tap into those government resources, whether it's vocational rehab or on the job training or work experiences and make sure that your young adults are getting paid to do what they're doing. Right. You know, don't, don't get caught up in a, you know, coffee. This is just an example, but a coffee shop that doesn't pay their employees. Yeah. Right. That they just put it as work experience. Yeah. Like a training program yeah, or, or a training program. No, where, where's the payment going through? Um, and there are ways we've had a interesting year, like I've mentioned going virtually and, Our YouTube channel, which we launched this year, has all kinds of tutorials that anybody from any community can watch and learn from. Awesome. And they can use those tutorials and reach out to us and be a part of the Stay Connected Academy and, you know, DMF Academy, where they can take classes with our job coaches and learn email etiquette, learn um, social skills. Uh, We're going to launch a civics class, like a citizenship class, understanding your rights, you know, your right to vote, your right to assemble, your right to, and just understanding more things. And when you apply that kind of confidence available to the young adults, then they can go and do things more because they don't think they have that kind of opportunity. They, they automatically go, I have to send a resume like an email. I can do it, but it makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel, well, guess what? We have a email etiquette class that can kind of walk you through that is taught by one of our job coaches who has the experience Uh with the developmental disabilities community can talk to you to it where you feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. And you can maybe send your resume to a local grocery store or a movie theater, or, you know, if you have uh, Photoshop skills, you know, there's other options, you know, virtually where you could, you know, do something with that. Right. Um, so our YouTube channel and our academy is really how we can reach other communities uh, and nice. how they can reach out to us. Well, oh, I think beautiful. that's amazing, too, because, it, you know, you, you hit on a good point there. Like when when someone is involved in something and they're learning and they're they're becoming more. I guess what's the word like? Um, empowered and engaged. Mm -hmm. That's how change happens at that level. I mean, me and you and and Eddie, we can all advocate out all day long till we're blue in the face. And that is going to help make change, but real change is going to come when, when, when the people quote unquote, the people are empowered. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, 
what I say people listen to, but when my son talks, someone listens. And I think that's what really, you know, that's when you see in history changes happen. It's not, you know, the little changes happen from us, but the big changes happen when someone's empowered and, you know, they're going to get the empowerment from foundations like your guys's. And I think that's really huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And it's been kind of one of those years where you just see that in our young adults. Like I mentioned, now they're driving, you know, never before did they think about getting a license. Um, You know, my, my younger brother is a perfect example. He's now developed more confidence in terms of speaking you know, in public and about certain things to the point that him and my mom went to Tallahassee and spoke to Congress awesome. the, to the state yeah, uh, about some of these programs and being like, listen, you guys need to start backing this one. Oh, for sure. You know, you need to start looking at this one because our, because of what our program does and not just what it does, but it can be sustainable and we're putting people to work, right? Which is always a big topic, yeah. you know, on the hill. So as they say, exactly, you know, they're like, Oh, we don't do any kind of charity or whatever that no, no, we're putting people to work. Right. Exactly. And that's what I hate when they look at it's not charity and that's what it it's is. It's you have an able yeah. body that can do, that can do tasks. We, I don't understand why you just can't match it up. Well, you also want to like, you hear all the time, like, you know, we want to take less money out of, SSI or SSCI want to take less money out of unemployment. It's like, this is how you can help do that. If you, if that, if again, if it's all about the fiscal numbers, which I feel like that's what it always is. It comes down to taxes. It comes down to fiscal. That's what always speaks to people when it probably shouldn't be the first thing everyone talks about, but it is, Mm -hmm. especially with politicians, especially with business, you know? So then let's, then that's what you go at. Yeah. Go at the jugular, you know, talk about the numbers because that's what's going to work and that's what they're going to hear. Yeah, there's there's nothing better than when, when you hear that and you see it on the negative end of what you're trying to do. And then we are, I mean, my mom, what she's done is a phenomenal job because she can attack you from those numbers yes. and be like, wait, hold on a second. You, if you want to talk strictly numbers, let's talk strictly numbers. Yeah. You know, not only are you getting a young adult that's not going to leave after a few years, they're going to want to stay there. Mm-hmm. That helps. Oh, by the way, in terms of training, you don't have to spend money on training because we do that. Yep. Right. You yeah. Know, you don't have to spend money on a human resources uh, company to outsource and vet whoever. We, we do, do that. that. Right. They're going to have health insurance. It's going to take it out of the state. I, it's every, it, everything comes full circle. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's super pumped for you guys. I hope that other communities, you start to, they, we start to see foundations like this kind of pop up. I hope that states get involved and, you know, and things like this start getting created on the state level. Cause that's where it really should be. I mean, it should be on the state level where, you know, instead of just, Oh, everyone, gets on Medicaid or something. It's no, everyone can get involved in something like this. And that's how we start creating things. There's no reason why this can't happen on a state level. It's definitely more funding. If you want something to get better, you just more need more funding. funding. Yeah, that's what it comes it's down huge. to. The money's there. It just needs to be the allocated. There. It just needs to be allocated yeah. over to the right places. And it's insane the way that is being allocated. Now I'm like, time. I'm about to call our congressman. No, I'm like it will, super I mean, that's excited. What it takes. I mean, it really, <laughs> honestly, that's what it takes. But um, it sounds like your mom is like a huge part, like a huge, I know. Huge she needs to factor. get her butt on here. Well, cause <laughs> like, cause you know, um, 
you were saying like, how can we help? And he was like, well, it's, you, you have to lay the foundation in the yeah. community first. And I'm sure that's what your mother went out around doing was like, why don't you do this from when your brother was at a young age? So always advocating in your brother's behalf and, you mm -hmm. know, fighting, which is insane. The way mothers fight for their children. Like, yeah. I mean, I honestly, like I'll be like, honest with myself, I can never imagine myself fighting like that. Like for, for my kids, you would the way that not the way that you do and not the way that like other mothers do. It's, it's insane. I think it's like a genetic it's, thing. It's right. In but, your blood. but you're absolutely right, Eddie. And I yeah. feel you a hundred percent. If it's I could like, get Jesus. paid to just be a dad, I'd do that. <laughs> but, right. uh, you know, I just be telling dad jokes and teaching them how to cuss. Right. <laughs> That's actually yeah, what no, Eddie there does. There's no actually. constructive like <laughs> development no from that. Educational value to yeah. that. I mean, they would I just think be it's like hysterical uh, to see my two year old say, you know, drop an f bomb. But you know, that's not great. <laughs> That's uh, actually exactly what yeah. Eddie's life is. <laughs> well, uh, but again, like your mom, I mean, I'm sure like she's just going around in that community, in your community, in the surrounding communities and be like, you need to mm -hmm. do this. You need to do this. And by having that, by having those employers already hear from somebody and then be like, you know what? And then having her come back and be like, this is what we set up. So we made yeah. it easier for you. Yeah. I took all of the information that I'm sure she's heard from people be like, the only reason we can't do it is because of so-and-so she's like, okay, writing that down. And that, cause mm -hmm. it seems like every question that we have, you guys have already had an answer. Cause it's, figured I, it out. I, I could imagine what, what you must hear from employers as far as reasons why they can't accept or why they don't have an opening or something mm -hmm. that's going to help out somebody that, you know, has the disabilities that is still perfectly capable of providing these tasks. So it's just, you know, uh, I, I really, you I personally wish your mother was on this podcast I just know. so I can tell her like, she's got to be like the most tenacious woman out there. Well, she she's just, is. she is a very tenacious mother and that's just awesome. Yeah. Cause look at what you can call her the ten most tenacious. That's okay. Well, cause there's hurting anyone's not, feelings. No, what, but like, <laughs> that's the thing is a, like, honestly, like there's nothing stronger than a mom and they talk about like moms lifting up cars and stuff, but here's just another example. She didn't lift up a car, but she lifted up like a whole yeah. community and, that was, yeah, no, and and uh, ironically, we there are the unsung heroes in this, and you know my dad is a part of that because when it came down to it, my mom my mom just gave him this idea, and he yeah. was so damn confused yeah. that he just goes, "Listen, I don't know what you got going on here, but I'm not going to stop you." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's my Rolodex. Yeah. Because my dad is the one that has the contacts, you know. Right. Um, my dad's story is, is amazing as well in terms of that, because it also helped lay the foundation coming from Cuba with his five brothers and his dad and all going to college um, with kids and finding a way to get a civil engineering degree, building a company from the ground up, having it fall multiple times and kept going, um, went bankrupt multiple, multiple times, but that never stopped them. He kept moving forward and made all these contacts in, you know, the construction world. Right. And our first five employer partners were all different contacts from the construction world. That's awesome. And it literally just, my mom had this idea and my dad just said, here's my Rolodex. Yeah. All who you need to call. Well, also knowing like, I think the, the biggest thing that hasn't been said, but I think is a big deal is not putting any limits on your brother at all and saying, listen, I know he can, you know, like I'm sure your father 
had a huge part in that and saying, yeah, have him come work with me. Let's see mm-hmm. what he, you know, he can, I know he can do this. I mean, it's not, he's not just, you know, work it. I'm sh- from what it sounds like, from what you're saying, he's not just cleaning up after everyone in the shop at the end of the day. It sounds like he's got a pivotal role in, in, in the business and as a career mm-hmm. there. And that I think is probably also a testament to your father's relationship with him and as his quote unquote employer. And yeah. that sets the tone for who your dad works, you know, the other, the first five companies that your dad worked with where he said, listen, it's working. This is how it's working. You can mm-hmm. do it too. I think that probably says a lot about your dad too and how open yeah, he was to it. Yeah, it definitely does. And it also says a lot about just our family in general yeah. that have always kind of like banded together when it comes to that. Um, and my brother himself. Is, I was just going to say, give your brother a pat yeah. on the back for working my, so hard my too. brother is the vice president of the foundation. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he he tells it like it is. And he said, you know, he is on the computer every day, even though he's working at the construction site and um, making sure that all the young adults get logged on to their classes and, you know, facilitating those classes. That's great. He helps put together um, the power-up sessions, which are a community of the young adults come together and they discuss what's going on in their jobs and how they're dealing with different things. Um, Then we even do presentations on how to go about dating, how to go about uh, dealing with social media privacy. How do you, you know, battle this? How do you battle depression, anxiety? So we have those power-ups and he's a part of that as well. Um, he's a tenacious dude. He always has been. Yeah. I mean, with zero filter whatsoever. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) You know, I like that better. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure he has more of a social life than I do at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think any of us have much of a social life lately. I know. So good for him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's still, he's still getting people together to watch the heat game, you know, outside, whether it's basketball, football, he's got something going on. We need to get out of this house. (laughs) So tell us to kind of shift gears a little bit. You have a virtual gala coming up on October 10th. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So our virtual gala is really, we knew that this year was going to be tough. We had our live annual gala. We postponed it. We hoped for the best, but then at one point we just had to cancel it and shift it to next year. And we, we didn't want to disappoint our sponsors and our donors that had already donated funds to that gala you know, um, advertising dollars and all that. And we just said to ourselves, okay, what can we do? Right. How can you pivot? What can, what can we do to at least honor them and, you know, show our support and all that. So we decided to put this whole thing together from our, our creative director. She literally just had this idea and ran with it. Um, and she came up with this phenomenal idea of doing a virtual gala saying together we are resilient. Nice. The gala is called Resilient. Um, And it's basically what we're going to do is on October 10th at 7 p.m., we're going to go live on Facebook and on YouTube with a show. 
we have a stage and we have entertainment and awesome. we have our young adults paired up with our job coaches and they'll be on camera saying, Hey, we have X amount of uh, options for our silent auction. Here are the things that were donated and you can bid by clicking or texting to this number and you could bid on a silent auction item. You can donate. So we'll have some entertainment. Awesome. We'll have some interviews, uh, a bunch of different videos packaged, put together from our employer partners um, that have sent in videos showing their support. That's awesome. Uh, oh, we're definitely going to be watching. Oh, we got to make sure we, we share that. Together too. As much of an, and we even have a few uh, talent show, like a little bit of a mini talent show nice. from our young adults. Um, we have a few, we have one that plays a clarinet and she's very good. Uh, we have a gentleman that he makes me laugh every time cause he plays really well when he's by himself <laughs> and when his mom walks in the room, he gets super <laughs> distracted. And then, so you just hear him stop out all of a sudden and goes, mom, go outside. but he is phenomenal on the bongos wow so um he'll be performing uh we have we'll tell his mom to stay out of the room yeah she's gonna stay out of the room (laughs) (laughs) i am we're gonna have to definitely watch that we'll tell everyone because i'm super excited to see that that sounds like a ton of fun it's It's creative yeah i like that uh, idea I like, it's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be things that you can donate and things that you can bid on in terms of silent auction items fun. from, you know, uh, different art pieces that have been cre- created by uh, some of our young adults and some art local artists that have donated art pieces that you could bid on uh, to, you know, experience at the zoo or a wine tasting or whatever it is, whenever you're able to get back outside. Awesome. So there's stuff for people that are local stuff that people for anyone that's not yeah, local. There's exactly. everything. That's awesome. There's a little bit of everything. Um, so it's going to be a fun thing is it'll be, you, it'll be available on Facebook live. You can host a watch party online, you know, where you can share it oh, perfect. to your Facebook group or to your podcast group or whoever you want to share it to. Ooh, we'll and it's just a fun night of entertainment. Oh, and, you know, in within that, we'll honor our young adults that have shown us pure resiliency this year. Oh, yeah. Where they even said with COVID going on, they put on their masks. They said, whenever you need me to do work wise, I'm there. If you need to cut my hours, fine. If you need me to go virtual, the first thing they did was call their job coach. How can I do this? Right. The you know, company needs me to work that's from awesome. home. I need help to make sure I'm good, ready to work from home. Right. I think that's huge when other people are like, oh, that's all right. Like not yeah. interested in working. I mean, I know it's hard for us right now to find employees. Like when it, if you have people that are like, where can I go? I'm ready to work. That's huge. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, no, it, it's been a, it's been huge and they've shown tremendous resiliency as well as our companies that we're partnered with. They've also shown tremendous resiliency. Um, some have, you know, had to t- let some of our young adults go. Some said, Nope, we're not letting that person go. No way. Um, they're going to have to be furloughed, but we're, we want to keep them. Can come back right. Right. Yeah. We want to still keep them. Um, that speaks volumes. Or, That's huge. Yeah. It speaks volumes or even one that uh, it always threw me back. And I get a little, I get a little choked up about it because they let go of certain people, but they did not let him go. Oh, uh, well, you know, that's the and thing, but that speaks of, to him as an employee. 
Yeah, he was one of like five chefs at a particular restaurant and they could only hold on to two and he was one of the two. I That's think that awesome. speaks so that speaks volumes of the tra- exactly of your program. Well, look at us getting all excited. Like that should be that's the thing. It's it's the appropriate person to stay in the job. So for yeah. I would only hope that in the future we're not looking at this as like oh they made the no, like, no that's 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 how what this foundation like, is created yeah. for creating quality no employees. Yeah. There was no special treatment. It was just right. the two best. Yes. Yeah for the job moving forward. Yeah. And you know, he was one of them. He worked his way up there. Yeah. But you gave him that opportunity. You guys created an opportunity and training so that he had that and yeah. that that company had two a great, one of two great employees that they could keep where maybe they would have only had one. So, right. or another one that maybe wouldn't have like they had, they have an opportunity now to have this great employee that they maybe wouldn't have had. So I think that that right there is your poster for why the Demoya Foundation is necessary and should be everywhere. I think that's, that's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's going to be just one of many examples. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Every employee. <laughs> um, so we ask all of our guests the same question. If you had 30 seconds, but it really doesn't have to be 30 seconds. I don't know why we say that just to keep you from going you know for 10 say, minutes. If you could say, well, I feel like then community. people will go for like 20 minutes. Um, so you have 30 seconds, 60 seconds, a minute and a half to speak to our community. What advice would you give them? Oof. See now that that's different. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go personal a little bit. I like it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, just because uh, I think it's important for our community, um, for the developmental disabilities community and, and also for siblings out there. Um, I am an older sibling that didn't understand too much of what was going on with my younger brother, but I knew that there was something off. Um, and I was also the kid that was picked on for sitting at lunch with another kid that was my age who had cerebral palsy. And in today's world, if you're a sibling or, you know, older or younger step up, say something and don't let any of the peer pressure around you bother you one bit. You're doing the right thing. I think that's great advice. Because, you know, I never understood why I was getting picked on for, you know, being his friend. Um, But I was, and I didn't even understand what was going on with my brother at that time. I was still young trying to figure it out. Uh, And, you know, for siblings, it's a little bit different. You know, you, you push your younger or older sibling that that has special needs and you still rag on them because dang it, they're your brother or sister yeah. and they piss you the hell off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they piss you the hell off to the point where you chase them around the house, you slip on a sock and you make a hole in the wall. <laughs> True story. <laughs> it was my knee that went through the wall. Not and his. you blame them. <laughs> and you blame them yeah. after the fact. Yes. Um, well, it was his fault. You know, but I, that's what I would tell to mainly the siblings out there that have to deal with this. You know, it, it's difficult and you can have that line where you can still have your life, but you can advocate for them on a different level than your parents, because you're going to expect more from them. That's a good point. Parents will always still have that extreme love and that heart where they go, no, 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 it's okay. You know what? That's fine. 
that's fine. That's the best you got. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Be that yin to that yang where you say, no, 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 no. Screw that. He can do that. She can do that. Yes. Push you know them. why I know? Because when you weren't here and I was babysitting his little ass, <laughs> he was able to do it. <laughs> I think you know? that's so, such a good point. Yeah. We see that all the time with our daughter. Like I will baby Eddie and just go, oh, he can't do that. He can't do this. And then we'll come home from, you know, we'll go out to dinner and Annabelle will be babysitting and she'll be like, he did all of that for himself while you were gone. And I'm like, oh. I guess he can do these things, but Dude, she, I tell you cause she do doesn't let, cause she's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that for you. Like she just doesn't want to yeah. do it for him. So why she's going to make him do it himself. Like she doesn't have any patience with him. I don't do anything. for him. Well, I do everything. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> I would either way. I did everything you, for Annabella. That's just yeah, what I no, do. You are the problem. I baby and him. you wouldn't do everything for Annabella. Cause she's your daughter. He's your son. <laughs> There's a huge difference. That's why I don't do anything for He's Eddie. He's so cute. But I'll do anything for Annabella. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Grow up, Kristen. I know. I know. <laughs> so where can we find you, the Demoya Foundation? Where can we find everybody oh. for our listeners to find yes. you guys? Um, so you can definitely reach out to us and contact us at the Des Moines Foundation on all social media channels Perfect. on Facebook, Instagram, um, at the Des Moines Foundation. Uh, you can check out everything that has to do with the gala with yep. the virtual gala that's going to be on October 10th at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live and YouTube Live at dmfresilient.com. Perfect. And yeah, we'll link get it all. all the information you need. And if you have a question, you know, doesn't matter what state you're in. We have people that can guide you to, you know, the right programs and just sniff out what you need to, you know, sniff out when it comes to that info at demoyafoundation.com is an email that you can reach any one of us at. Um, and, you know, just please feel free to reach out and make sure to watch the virtual gala. Uh, we hope to bring awareness worldwide to what we have going on. The YouTube tutorials, the Academy is available um, all over for anybody of, you know, any state all over the nation. And the more employer partners that we can get, the more young adults that we can put to work. Yeah. Um, so that's really our goal with the virtual gala is to create as much awareness uh, about the program as we can. Awesome. We'll also link everything um, for our listeners so that they can find all of those links in our show notes. And we'll make sure we put it all on our social media as well so that they can access it. And we'll definitely make sure that we watch the gala. Yeah, we'll see we you want, at the gala. Yeah, we'll see you at the gala. Yeah, absolutely. You know, feel everyone... free to give us a shout out. You don't <laughs> have to, but <laughs> Weird, who cool. knows? Maybe. <laughs> Good luck with the gala and we'll be watching Thank and tuning in and Thank donating. Thank you so much yeah. for, uh, I know we were been trying to do this. Don't worry. Know, Kristen Sins Podfest, so I'm glad we were finally able to. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's perfect. This is great. Can't wait to turn it around. I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys so tomorrow. much, man. Right. Have All a good right. night. Thanks, Ray. Bye. 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 Still recording. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please make sure you share with a friend and leave a review. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode on our Facebook or Instagram on at special about special. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.